I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny, we define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop, and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future. And instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. Two types of operators. One of the questions I get most often from entrepreneurs is, how do I hire an, and then insert whatever title it is for the operational position they're recruiting for? And by operational position, I mean the people whose job it is to operate and help you make things, get things done, like, executive assistants, operations managers, project managers, uh, operation or directors of operation, chief operating officers, operators in general have a range of titles. But when you look at what a executive assistant does in a small business, helping an entrepreneur grow the business and what a, a COO does in a larger business, it can be very similar types of activities. And so when it comes to operators in general, whether you're hiring, and, and if you're someone right now who's hiring an assistant or a project manager or a director of operations or someone who's going to help you operate your business, then one of the most important things that you understand is that there are two distinct types of operators. And if you put the wrong operator in the wrong position, it will be a complete disaster. Now, let me share this with you, and you're not going to hear this anywhere else. You know, I don't know that a lot of coaches or a lot of consultants have been through seeing enough people hire operators, bring on people to help them grow their business, and then struggle to actually have this perspective. And I think it's crucial because here's one of the biggest challenges that I see in entrepreneurship is that hiring the assistant, the operator, the operations manager, the project manager, it has a success rate of less than 50-50 in most cases. In fact, when I've talked to entrepreneurs about hiring assistants, just in anecdotal feedback they give me, it feels like about one out of four work for most entrepreneurs. That's brutal. That means 75% of the time we're failing as entrepreneurs. I wanna help you get past that. And I know that this content, this information, this, this understanding of operators is crucial. Because here are the two types of operators. See, operators exist on a spectrum. The people who like to operate things, the people who like to get things done in a business, they operate in a spectrum. And there is two completely different sides to that spectrum. On one side is the operator who loves to do the same thing every day. The operator who loves to refine a system, drive that system, make it better, refine it, fine tune it, and, and you know, polish all the edges so that a system runs incredibly well. That is the type of operator that wants to do the same thing daily. And then the second type of operator is the one that wants to do something new, solve new issues, figure out processes, figure out challenges, but doesn't really love doing the same thing over and over again, but they love building, creating, and making things new. 
Now that both operators are completely valid and have their place in businesses, I mean, in every business, you're gonna need a little bit of both. However, you need to figure out in your business, what is it that you need most of? Are you in a startup business where you're creating everything new, where you're, you're, you have brand new processes, brand new procedures, you need someone to help you nail all those down? Then you're gonna want someone who wants to do something new every day. If you're in a business that's process-oriented, like real estate or mortgage or title or something where the process is the same, it happens over and over, often in medical it's this way. If you're in a business where you just need the trains to run on time, you need everything to happen the same way, you wanna make sure that all the files are, are closed, all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted over and over again, then you want an operator who's wanting to do the same thing daily. And when you look at these two, they both have a dynamic function in a business. However, if you have a position where you need someone who wants to do, who, who's going to do something new every day, and you put someone in that position who doesn't have that operational personality, who is the opposite, it will destroy you and vice versa. It is brutal. In fact, I, dozens of times I have worked with entrepreneurs gotten to know their executive teams, and then had to point out to them that the operator they had wasn't the right operator for their business, and that's why the business felt like it was plateaued, stopped, or standing still. I think of one um, example, a client that I had in, in Dallas, Smile Magic, um, a large dental uh, chain. They have, I think, seven or eight locations when we started working together. They were around $20 million. The CEO is an incredibly talented entrepreneurial, talented entrepreneurial friend of mine named Emmett Scott. And when Emmett and I started working together, the, the assignment, what I was going to help with, was coming in to help with some annual strategic planning and then helping to onboard a CEO in a CEO, COO, or sorry, C, COO in a CEO, COO relationship with Emmett. So helping the two of them build a relationship over time, um, really understand the communication system they were going to use, and then grow the business. Now, here's the challenge. Within just a couple of meetings, I realized that the CEO, COO that Emmett had in the business, the person who was supposed to be helping him grow the business, wasn't comfortable. I could tell she was uncomfortable in meetings. She expressed her discomfort. She didn't seem like she was on the team or ready to push forward. And, and she didn't seem like she was really ready to do what was necessary to grow the business. So I sat down and I, I talked to her about it. And what, what the issue really was is that she was an incredibly talented CEO in a franchise, or sorry, COO in a franchise organization. She was a crazy talented operator in an organization where they did the same things over and over again. In fact, she had worked for a large dialysis company and had grown regions and territories of that company like crazy. So she was clearly a successful operator. However, she was a successful operator in a company that had established processes, established procedures. It wasn't very entrepreneurial. In fact, it was, it was a company that had gone through the initial growth stages and the initial clarifying stages. And they were more in that maturity stage of just perfecting the model and growing it even more or growing the model and making it even bigger. And as a result, because she was someone who wanted to do the same thing every day, there was this inherent base level insecurity being in a company where things were always changing. In fact, that's how I identified that there was an issue was each time that Emmett in one of his executive meetings would say that something was going to change, I could see her get uncomfortable and then she would indicate that she was uncomfortable with her questions. And here's the challenge. The business 
was a business where they were doing new things every single day. They had a C-level operator. The top-level operator in the business wasn't comfortable doing new things every day. And so the business really was struggling. It was plateaued. Emmett was struggling. He was, he was having challenges with the entire executive team with growing the business. And so we had some discussions. The operator who was in the chair was actually an incredibly intelligent and, and very self-aware professional. After some discussions about like her, her being uncomfortable in this role, she decided to leave the company and, and gracefully in a very, um, very ethical way, in a very graceful way. You know, she realized it wasn't the position for her. Emmett was able to bring in another COO with military experience, someone who was used to, to not having enough resources, doing new things all, every time, having to solve problems in different ways. He was a do-something-new, everyday operator. And as a result, the company exploded, and I think it took him about 18 months before they doubled the business. And if I didn't say it before, Smile Magic was over $20 million a year. After they brought in the new operator, about less than two years later, they were over $40 million a year. That's what happens when you have the right operator in the right situation for your company. Now, here's how you go about doing this. Because the question becomes, okay, great, I believe you, I understand. There's two types of operators. One that wants to do something new and one that wants to, to create processes. We, we, you, know, you have either the person who wants to go discover processes or you have the person who wants to refine processes. How can you tell? Well, when you're interviewing for an operational position, first determine what's going to be most likely in that position. What type of position is it? Like, I'll give you an example. Right now, for me, in the last couple of weeks, I brought on Leanne Anderson as my executive assistant. I'm really excited about it because when you talk to Leanne, she is somebody who's used to doing new every day, and that's exactly what I need. I have new programs, new projects, new structure, new systems. We want to, I'm, we're hiring new people. We're probably going to go from a team of under, you know, 10 people who are direct to a team of probably over 40 people who are direct in the next 12 to 18 months. We already see the growth pattern. Like I need someone who is absolutely comfortable doing something 100% different every day. In fact, I don't think Liam will ever have the same day twice. But she's exactly that personality type. She loves it. She thrives on new. She thrives on challenge. She wants new things to, to work on every day. So we have the operator and position fit. So first, you determine what type of position you need and ask yourself, like if you're a real estate agent and you need someone to help you with closings, you probably want someone who does the same thing every day. If you are an attorney and you want some, or a, a title company and you want somebody who's helping you get files closed, you probably want somebody who does the same thing every day. If you're in a doctor's office and you want somebody who comes in, opens the office, gets everything ready, does all the appointments, makes sure everything happens, that's somebody who does the same thing every day. If you're building a doctor's office, you want somebody that does new stuff every day. If you're a real estate agent who's exploding a team and you're going into new markets and trying new, new projects and you have new marketing, you probably want somebody who does something new every day. If you're a title company who's not looking for a title agent, but you're looking for an executive assistant that can help you go out, do marketing, figure out projects, put things together, then it's someone who does something new. Here's how you determined, determine which type of operator you're sitting with. In the interview process, Share a hypothetical situation with them. And now I want you to understand something about the directions I'm going to give you. The way that you present this will be everything to the answer. So it will mean everything to the answers you get. And here's what you want as far as answers. You want to know the person's real preference. You don't want to give them any indication of what you're looking for in a position. 
So when you present this hypothetical, here's how you do it. In the interview process, you say to someone, well, I just want to ask you a quick question. Um, so, and it's hypothetical. So here's the scenario. In the next room, there is a table. And on one side of the table, there's a project that you get to work on every day, refine, make better, really fine tune and get the best outcome you possibly can over the course of the next month. And at the end of the month, you're gonna show us the best way to create or to, to get the outcome for that project. And you're gonna have an entire month to focus on it and make it as, as refined as you possibly can. But you'll be doing the same thing every day. Or on the other side of the table, there's a project where every day for the next month, you're gonna come in and work on something new. You're gonna solve it in a different way. You're gonna create a different outcome. So you'll be working on something completely new daily. You won't have to do the same thing twice. In fact, you really can't do the same thing twice because it'll be something new every single day. So on one side, you have the same thing every day, you get to refine. On the other side, it's something new and you get to solve it in a different way every day for the next month. Which side do you choose? When you ask the question, just pause and let the person think about it and answer you. And then ask some qualifying questions because typically people will say, uh, I probably, I think I want to do the same thing every day. And then ask them why and ask them, you know, what their job history is where they did the same thing every day. If someone says, oh no, I definitely want the project where I do new, qualify it, ask them, ask them about how they work, ask them about the positions that they were really excited about in their life. Ask them what evidence there is that they know that they want to do something new every day. And then you'll see which type of operator you have in front of you. Let them indicate to you which one they are and then just know what you're looking for. And in the world of executive assistants and operators and directors of operation, project managers, where there is such a huge failure rate, this is a game changer because it doesn't matter what operator you talk to. It doesn't matter what position they're in from assistant all the way up to COO or general manager. Every operator has a preference here. And when you match the right preference of work style with the right position, when you match doing something new every day with a position where that's required, when you match refining and working over time with a position that, that where that's required, you will see an operator thrive. And when it looks like some people are so good at hiring operators and so good at working with their assistants and you might be struggling with that, I want you to know that a big part of that is finding the right person for the right role. And now you are armed to do that exactly. Use the hypothetical question, figure out what type of operator you're talking to. And it doesn't matter whether it's an executive assistant, project manager, director of operations, general manager, COO, make sure you have the operator that is right for the position you have and that they are ready to come in and help you move things forward. If you haven't yet, download my book. Go to freemomentumbook.com. If you want to know more about yourself, or if you want to understand yourself better, stop limiting behavior, create momentum right now. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour to read our book, and I can't tell you how many people have told me that 45 minutes to an hour has completely changed their life. If you go to freemomentumbook.com right now, no obligation, get an absolutely free copy Optimize for mobile. You can listen to or you can read it right now, free momentumbook.com. And when it comes to operators, make sure you know what side of the spectrum you're dealing with.